at that point when I opened that business, I was a single mom. My son was three. Mm-hmm. I had just finished uh, my master's degree, so I didn't have much money. And I was completely on, on back on the wall. You know, if I had excuses, you know, I had them all. Like mm-hmm. I, I needed to provide for my son. Hi, this is Thomas Hawson, the host of Teenage Impact Podcast, where we share stories, tips, specific strategies on how you as a teenage kid can overcome adversity in your life, build resilience, and become successful. If you haven't done so already, you're tuning in for the first time, download my free ebook, The 52 Tips I Wish Someone Told Me in High School. These are life-changing tips, and topics range from finances, mental health, relationships, bullying, anxiety. So click on the link in the description to download my free ebook, 52 Tips I Wish Someone Told Me in High School. I have Patty Johnston with me, and she's from the John Maxwell team. I know her personally from Tampa, and she she got me involved with leadership, and um, she's one of my biggest mentors in my life right now. And what we're going to talk about today is how you can stop procrastinating in 30 days. Patty has a brand new course right now, How to Stop Procrastinating in 30 Days. She's done multiple big speaking engagements for companies, for schools. She saw one common problem, and that's how can I stop procrastinating when working out, when starting a business, when maintaining a relationship? And today, that's exactly what Patty is going to talk about. How are you doing, Patty? Yes, I'm good. I'm excellent. Very happy to be here with you. Uh-huh. Perfect, perfect. And Patty. Give you a definition on what procrastination is. Uh, well, procrastination, uh, <laughs> this is a confession, first of all. Uh-huh. I need to confess that I was born a procrastinator. <laughs> uh, so I know pretty well the day-to-day of procrastination. So what the dictionary says procrastination is, is basically the delay of something you are supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Postponing something you know you should be doing. So that's the definition of the dictionary. But reality is that procrastination is an avoidance strategy. An avoidance strategy. And you would ask me, so avoidance of what, Patty? So it's avoidance of pain. I don't like pain. <laughs> no one likes pain. So when there's something you know you want, you need to do, but you don't want to do it, you're dreading to do it because it's boring or you're afraid to do it or it's a big unknown. So you avoid doing it and start procrastinating, which means you delay the fact that you have to do it. So. In a nutshell, that is procrastination. And how, what's your procrastination story? I, I know many of us have our own procrastination story, but it's hard to believe that someone like you building multiple million dollar companies and someone who like you is a leader, a big influence, you had a hard time procrastinating and you also had a hard time paying attention. Can you give your story when you were younger and how that affected you? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I was due to be born on the 25th of September. (laughs) And I wasn't until the 30th, which Uh is my birthday, 30th of September. So 
I was born to my birth <laughs> and very late, five days late to my own birth. So uh -huh. uh, my family were very strict. They were very always on time, always needed to do what you were supposed to be doing. And then early enough in school, I noticed that even if I had like three months to do a project, I would leave it for the last very second. Like if it was due on a Monday, you will see me on Sunday at midnight still doing it and thinking, oh my goodness, I should have started earlier. And then my mom in the background, oh, Patty, it's you again. You should have started it a month ago. So shamely, you know, this happened more often than I would like to admit. But usually on Mondays, I was so tired from working on it so late at the night before, I would forget my homework. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. Call my mom on Monday and say, Mom, I forgot my homework, and she will be upset again. Oh, how do you see what you did? Because working on it so late. So uh, early enough, I discovered <laughs> that I was really not doing what I was supposed to be doing. Uh -huh. uh, sadly, at some point in my life, I overheard my aunt saying, oh my goodness, Patty, just so all over the place. I don't think she will ever amount to anything. Wow. Oh, and this was your, was, you your aunt or grandma? Yeah, my aunt. Your aunt. And I heard that and she didn't mean for me to know it, but that kind of crushed me. I thought maybe I, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. And for many, many years, I doubted myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, thankfully, I did well in school, even though I didn't do the right homework at the right time. And then I got a job. And I really disliked that job. I was like so tired. I don't know if you ever had a bad boss. A bad what? Boss. Yeah. <laughs> at the movies. I used to work at the movie theater when I was uh, 16 to 21 years old. Oh, no. And trust me. <laughs> so you know how bad it is. Mm -hmm. So I had one of the worst. I, at least I thought it was one of the worst. Okay. And every time this boss would do something bad to me or I perceived her doing something bad, I would say, this is it. I am going to quit. I'm going to start my own business. Every time. And what age is this? This, uh, this was in my uh, mid-20s. Mid-20s. And I was like, every time I'm going to start my own business, and this, I mean it this time. But I wouldn't. You know, I would stay in the same job, and I was frustrated, and I was just like, you know, doing the same thing. Until one day I discovered that... There was a way, there had to be a way for me to actually do what I knew I had to do. Mm -hmm. And I started creating a system that would allow me to take the steps in spite of fear and in spite of, you know, what I didn't want to do. So I opened up this, this business, uh, Shalomo, with $2,000. Mm -hmm. That's all and I had. You weren't in the United States back then, were you? Yeah, so I was I was born in Colombia originally, mm -hmm. uh, and then I moved. Colombia was a bit um, unsafe at some point, and I was actually dining in a restaurant when a bomb exploded, a car bomb exploded. What? Yeah, so I uh, it was just really like a nightmare, uh, mm -hmm. 
everything, you know, like in the movies that you see like a bright flash of light and then a big boom. And there were a lot of people on the, on the floor, on the ground, and I just touched my face and discovered I had some blood coming down of me. And it was just very traumatic. And it was then when I decided I wanted to move to the US. So I came to the US and I started studying a, a master's degree, graduated from my master's. And when I graduated was when I got this job that I didn't like at all. And it was then when I started creating something that I knew I needed to do because it, I was like on a hamster wheel, you know, going, going around, around, around. And I really was not fulfilling what I, what I really wanted really in my heart. So I decided to be courageous and I took the $2,000 I had, that I had in my savings and I said, okay, this is the make it or break it moment. And I opened this business that was in June, 2004 uh-huh. and sorry, January, 2004. And by December of 2005, my business was valued at $500,000. <laughs> so just imagine. Just from one decision, just because you said you were tired of just living in someone else's dream. You're tired of your boss. You're tired of just saying, Hey, I I'm just, tired of it i need to do my own thing and i need yes. to stop making excuses absolutely that's it i changed my excuses for action uh-huh. but there are a lot of people who keep on making excuses yeah. maybe they have kids or maybe their family doesn't have money they're too busy with school they're stuck at home whatever it is what can you do to prevent this rut yeah. So basically, just just on that, on that note, before I tell you my secret okay. <laughs> of what I developed, at that point when I opened that business, I was a single mom. My son was three. Mm-hmm. I had just finished uh, my master's degree, so I didn't have much money. And I was completely on back on the wall you know if I had excuses you know I had them all like Mm -hmm. I I needed to provide for my son however I knew that I couldn't stay in the same place any longer so this is kind of what I discover these are like the three premises that I have in my course because it took me a long time to be honest to get to these conclusions but first of all you need to know why why is it that you procrastinate? You know, my husband uh, went, to, uh, went to the doctor this early this year because he had been with a headache for more than a month. Uh-huh. 40 days with a headache. And I said to him, you need to go to the doctor. And when he went to the doctor, the doctor didn't say, oh, here you go. Take some painkillers and go home. No, the doctor started asking. So where does it hurt? Is it on one side? How long? We're going to have some blood work and then some MRI. The doctor wanted to discover the why behind the headache. And that's on the physical side. On an emotional side, we need to know why we procrastinate. And there are many, many reasons, but one of the big ones is fear. We're afraid. We're afraid. Some of us are afraid of failure, afraid of conflict, afraid of success absolutely 
afraid of judgment. You know, we don't we don't want people to say anything bad about us. Mm -hmm. So we froze. You know, we're like, oh, I just don't want to make this mistake. Just to jump in, you bring up a good point because. Uh, there has been a lot of times which prevented me from moving forward in my life and whatever it is. When I worked at the movie theater for five years, it was five years way too long because every year I told myself, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. But I always in the back of my mind, I always had that fear of quitting and not finding another job. And when I don't have a job, I don't have enough money. Same thing with, um, I just recently moved to Philadelphia from Tampa it's always been a dream of mine to move to a different city. Yeah. I was born and raised in Tampa. I lived in Tampa all my life. And when I quit my full-time job and my salary, it was a scary thing. Yeah. Because what if I fail in my business? What if I run out of my money? What if I'm struggling and I can't pay the bills? Yeah. But for me, I think my why was all the fear of failure and the fear of success. What if I do succeed? There's going to be different responsibilities. But eventually, I think the purpose is what drives us. Yes, that's it. That's what makes the difference. It's what makes the difference. Yeah, and it's very interesting you say that because there's the discovery of why you procrastinate, the reasons why, but it's also a very important thing to discover why you want to change. Uh-huh. Why? What's, what's, what's driving? What is it that you want to be in a year, in five years or 10 years? Is it staying in the place you're at, what's going to take you to the next level? And for most of us, it's like, it isn't, you know? We have to risk and we have to move. And it's scary. But if I had not invested my $2,000 in a company, I would never have known that I could be successful in business. And that was my very, only my very first business venture. <laughs> From that point on, it became even better, you know? But it took only one decision. And what business did you go into at that time? So uh, that was a car dealership slash mechanic shop. Uh-huh. And... You know, I quickly, a a year and a half later, I sold it uh, because I started investing in real estate. So one day I thought, I used to be on the radio talking about mechanics. Believe it or not, I had really little idea (laughs) what, uh, you know, the car would manage or function like, but I had the mechanics on the side telling me what to do, which is proof that you can actually do whatever you put your mind on. So I started investing in real estate and one day I thought, you know what, I'm going to become a real estate agent. Maybe I do well. And I joined this broker and the broker said, I don't know if you know this, Patty, but this is a very competitive market. There are actually 44,000 realtors, 44,000. And it's going to take you at least, at least a year to kind of, you know, start selling. And I thought, Okay, well, I'm not gonna. I didn't pay much attention to what he said. I thought, I think I can go and sell. Well, (laughs) after my first year as a realtor, I got ranked number 10 out of the 44,000. Number 10. 
And what was your why? Because you don't just go from, you know, starting something and being ranked number 10. Then was it your single, um, being a single mother and then supporting your kid? You know, I think it was a mix. Uh, I mentioned my aunt okay. in her comments when I was little. I think that was really a good part of it. <laughs> you know, I knew no one knew myself better than myself. And I knew what I could give. To, you know, I love helping people. And I, that's really my passion. And I, my dream was to one day to be able to help hundreds or thousands of people. And I remember my aunt saying that I probably wouldn't amount to anything. And I knew deep inside that I could. So I think one of the things that really motivated me was just to, not to prove her, but to prove myself that I actually could do it. Mm -hmm. And so that was one. Second, obviously I had my pressure son that was little and my big responsibility. And I just wanted to provide for him a better future. But the third reason, which is a very, very powerful one, is I just wanted to be big on my own eyes. You know, I just wanted to, to give the best of me. It's just that I was like in this cycle of procrastination and I was not taking the right steps. And when I finally did, it happened. So I'm a you know, good witness that you can, but you need to jump. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have a very similar story. But um, for me, it was people, the reason why I speak is because people always made fun of me for the way I spoke. And I remember freshman year in college, uh, someone told me they can never see me as a leader. Wow. They never, never take me seriously as a leader. And within the next 10 years, I had 15, 16 leadership positions. Hmm. And I, I use that driving force to propel my career in the next 10 years. Wow. How, how do you find that why if you don't know what it is? No matter how much you search deep inside, how can you find that why? Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely uh, the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. So I have done, you know, I did a lot of years of soul searching uh, you know, fear was one of the big components, but there's so many others, you know, like there are a lot of childhood issues that I had to go back and face. Uh, there are personality assessments that you can take actually and see which personality you are. Uh, there's something called in the John Maxwell, we have something called the DISC assessment, personality assessment. Uh -huh. So it's basically four different personalities. One being the D, which is very direct people that are say it's my way or the highway type of yeah. people and the second one is an i which is an influencer and i am an i and mm -hmm. eyes are really good they like people i like fun i like the parties you know i like dancing but eyes tend to be very um we love fun <laughs> too much sometimes like oh we can do that tomorrow it's okay not big deal so I had to go back and then really searching in my life, my personality, my issues, and decide, okay, how is this affecting my procrastination? So what I've done in my course, that's the very first part of my course, is that I cover all of these topics 
so that people can start actually going step by step, mm -hmm. looking at their childhood, their personality. There's actually types of procrastination. So you can take a test and see, oh my goodness, this is me. Because until you know who you are and what's holding you, then it's only then when you can start addressing that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's why I kind of put it all together for people to avoid the many years <laughs> of the of the research and the you know long road oh, that I yeah. had. I just I also believe that sometimes you find your way through pain too. Good. That time where you're being bullied, or for you as your aunt. Yeah. Or that time where that was one person told me I couldn't be a leader or that low point you, you think that you will not amount to anything or you go through depression or you go through anxiety, whatever moment you're going through, I truly believe you could find your way through. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the okay. second step? Okay, so uh, first step, recognize your why. Second is to have a system a system so let me tell you a story for you to understand uh a few years ago i was able to go to japan with my family with my son and my my husband and japan is beautiful the food was magnificent uh, the people are nice but they have one of the fastest trains the bullet train one of the fastest in the world so that train is connected to their subway system in tokyo and it's like a gigantic connection of like hundreds of trains. Mm -hmm. And we were waiting for uh, the bullet train to arrive. And they said on the, you know, on the, on the voice, first in Japanese and then in English, they said, we're very, very sorry, but we are delayed. We're like, oh, it doesn't matter. And they're like, we are delayed in 30 seconds. I was like, seconds? <laughs> How is this possible? You know, in Colombia, you wait for the bus, and if it doesn't arrive in one hour, then you assume, you know, the next one will come. So I was just in awe of the precision of their system in transportation. I started developing a system for me to have all of the parts that I have in my life working together for the moment that I need to take the steps. My husband is in the military. And he's in the strategic planning. And all, all they do, him and his team, is to plan for that moment when something bad can happen. It's all just planning for that moment where you are like, okay, now is the time. So, you know, we all have good wishes for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to lose weight, let's say. And so from Monday on, I'm going to go to the gym every day for three hours and I'm going to go every single day until Monday <laughs> comes and the alarm is there and you're like, oh, I'm so tired and you know, you're not ready. So having a system is to determine the steps that you're going to take when that moment comes. Okay. So one other thing is, Every decision we make is based on emotion. And I've been researching this for a long time. It happens that our brain is divided into the limbic system, which is the instant gratification type of 
uh, decisions we make, whatever makes us feel good, whatever, oh, but that makes me happy. And not necessarily is the best thing for you. And the prefrontal cortex, which is the side that will help you plan the long run. So I've developed a system where you actually can override the limbic system. And so the time that I'm, I don't want to wake up or I'm in my sofa at night and I just want to, I don't want to exercise, but I want to eat. I can just dictate to my brain what I want to do. So I call that my ACC system. So ACC is first acknowledge your emotions. It's always emotional. So this, I'm feeling sad, but I'm going to replace that sadness for whatever. Okay. Um, command your brain on what to do. So that's AC. And the last C is make a choice. Make a choice ahead. So I have, this is like a summary of like a very, very long, uh, you long know, process. Yeah, long process. And, but it's, it's doable. So that would be set number two. So how would, how would someone um, create a system if, for example, you cannot wake up in the morning? It's difficult for someone to wake up in the morning or not become a morning person. What would you recommend? What yeah, kind of- so the morning start at the night before. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I love sleeping. Oh, you know, I could sleep like eight hours, nine hours. That I is just my love sleeping. I've never <laughs> been a morning person. Yes. So I, and I used to go to bed really late. Uh-huh. And I had to wake up next morning for work or for an interview, for whatever. And I didn't want to get up. So I started changing my mindset and I started going to bed earlier. And then in the mornings, guess what I do? I have my alarm far from my nightstand. Because if I stay 30 seconds in my bed, that's it. I will stay. So I understand myself well enough to know that I need to go to bed early, that I need to have my alarm far so I can just get up. And as soon as I get up, I go to the the shower. Mm -hmm. And after five minutes of a shower, I think, Oh my goodness, I'm so glad I'm, I'm up because okay. otherwise, and I, let me, let me tell you what the cycle of procrastination is and see if you can identify with it. So the cycle of procrastination starts with anxiety. Like you're like, oh, I know I need to do this. I, need, I know I need to wake up early, but you replace anxiety for pleasure. So instead of, you know, doing the right thing, you go and sleep. And after the pleasure comes guilt. Like, you know you have to get up. Why didn't you again? And then after the guilt, it comes inside again. So it's like a vicious cycle that you can break. And uh, Mel Robbins, I don't know if you're familiar with Mel Mel Robbins. She has a a system called the five-second rule. (laughs) Okay. So she counts down from five, four, three, two, one, and she does whatever, whatever she needs to do, whether it is waking up early, whether it is talking to that one person to build that connection, whether it's to get up and start doing your homework, whatever it is, you count down five, four, three, two, one, take off. Yeah. And then boom, she does yeah. whatever she needs to do. Yes. That's, that's ideal. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's called committed action, meaning you need to take to take action now. I was coaching this girl, uh, young lady, this week, and she's looking for a job. So I said, uh, "Well, I'm going to give you the information of this lady. She's a recruiter in an agency. Give her a call now." She's like, "Okay, I'll call her after a meeting." And I said, "No, call her now." And she hesitated. And she's like, you know what? When you said color now, I felt fear because I don't want her to say, no, we're not looking or no, you're not good enough. Yeah. And she's like, but if I make myself the five second rule, just do it. A committed action, you know, it, you get over that little moment of fear and then you will feel better afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what's the third step? So the third step is very, very simple. It's called accountability. <laughs> Uh, I, for the longest time, I would say to myself, I'm going to do this. And because no one else knew it, it didn't matter if I fell. I knew it, but no one else. Like, yeah, I didn't look bad in front of anyone. So it's been proven that you are more successful if you have a community of people. You're actually almost 50% more successful or more likely to success if you have some community. And you are, listen to this, not because I'm a coach, <laughs> but the reality is you're almost 80% more likely to succeed if you have a coach or a mentor that works closely with you. And even up until today, I have close coaching, coaches and, and mentors in my life because you never stop learning. Absolutely. So that's the third step is to have a community, to have friends that will be accountable to each other if you can have a coach if you have a mentor even better so that's why the three steps i have in my course is you discover your why we create a system for you to actually succeed every time and we have a community of people that work together and you have me as your coach because if i if i did it chelomo i'm telling you <laughs> if i did it anyone can overcome procrastination because how, how can someone find a community of people if they realize that other people don't have the same common interests as them because that's the biggest thing especially if if you like entrepreneurship yeah. or maybe you like music or maybe you like comedy whatever that thing you want to do in your life and you keep pushing back and not doing it how can someone find a community of people with when all their friends are different. Yeah. I mean, the key is to find people that are better than you. Uh -huh. And because we sometimes settle for people that think alike, like, oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But we, it's, it's not that difficult to find groups of people that are one step ahead of you. That way you'll be pushed to, be, to go to the next level. I, a few years ago, my husband, uh, I like to play tennis but I'm a very beginner. And my husband said, hey, there's a couple in my work and they play tennis and uh, you know, they asked us to join them. I'm like, I was nervous. I was like, I'm not really sure, you know, I'm just starting. He's like, no, they're not very good, come and join us. Well, they were like Olympian players. <laughs> oh my goodness. They were so good. And I, the first time I almost cried. Uh -huh. <laughs> because I was so bad. But little by little. You lied to you. <laughs> yes. 
oh my goodness, it was awful. And in a few months, I discovered that I was getting better and better than my level. I was never at their level, but they took me to be better. So what I advise people is, one, join my course. We have a very good community of people that will push you through. Uh-huh. Uh, but also you can find with social media, you can actually go and find groups, mm-hmm. you know, that have your same uh, goals or some same vision. So make sure you do have a community because it does make it. I mean, also I have a lot of, I interview a lot of teenage entrepreneurs making six, seven figures. Yeah. And a lot of them, they reach out to other entrepreneurs from around the world because they don't have other friends who are entrepreneurs. Yes. They're yeah. much successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was going to say there are a lot of nonprofit organizations that actually like to take young people that are just starting and mentor them. Mm-hmm. So they're nice people out there that actually have a heart to help others. So uh, it's just a matter of searching for them or just contact me and then I'll, I'm happy to direct anyone. For sure. Just a couple, uh, couple more questions left. Do you think Mark Twain has a quote where he says, don't put off today what you can do the day after? And it's just, it's a rebuttal of another person, uh, someone else's quote saying that you should not put off anything. But he's saying that you should put off stuff, saying that procrastination sometimes is a good thing. What's your thoughts on that? That's very interesting. Uh I believe that anything that you push that you are actually supposed to be doing mm-hmm. is a stress that you have in your life. There is a, there's some things that you, there's prioritizing first of all. There's actually a type of procrastinator that is called a chicken. And the chicken is the one that has many, many things on their plate, mm-hmm. but they choose the easiest one to do and they leave the most important ones for tomorrow. So I believe you need to actually make sure that you tackle the list that you need to do today and not wait. I, uh, I've done the waiting part <laughs> and I discovered that whatever you don't do right away, it ends up doing, mm. you know, not, not the right thing, not at the right time. Well, what if like you do have a lot of things on your plate, especially when you are a mom or a dad or students have a lot of things going on, how can you prioritize? Is it is it a good thing to procrastinate sometimes so you can get uh, rejuvenate or is it good to crank everything out at once? I think everything needs to be balanced, of course, but you have to have an ultimate goal. So even if you have some priorities today, if you're a mom or you have a full-time job and you cannot just jump into being a business person right away, (coughs) you cannot leave that ultimate goal on this side. Mm -hmm. I tell people one hour a day you have, whether you are the most, you know, the busiest person in the world, whether you have kids, whether you have many commitments, one hour a day you have to work in your dream uh-huh. so do not leave it for tomorrow start working on it today you will not regret it and there is uh, there is this thing where you know you work 50 hours a week or 45 hours a week you sleep eight hours a day and 
and then you leave other activities with your friends and family, you still have three or four hours left in a day for a week. Yeah. That leaves you with possibly 20 to 40, 50 extra hours in a week. Yeah. What, how are you spending that time? Absolutely. You know, there's a study that says that if you dedicate one hour to study mm -hmm. one single topic for one year, you will be considered an expert. Mm -hmm. One hour a day. So, and you will be an expert because no one else been doing the same thing as you are doing. So it's never procrastination is an excuse to not do what you know you were supposed to be doing. Or maybe it's just not a priority. That's exactly, exactly. So it's just a decision. And Patty, where can people find you and purchase your program? Yes, I'm just so excited because... Uh, by the way, and for my podcast listeners, I will include uh, the link of the program in the description of my podcast. If you're tuning in from TikTok, um, then just go ahead and message me on Instagram that you're interested in the program on youtube click the link in the description as well yeah that's where funny. can people find you patty yeah so basically uh you can follow me or send me a, a direct message through instagram patty.johnston you can find me on facebook patty johnston or you can email me uh at patty at pattyjohnston.com keep in mind that this patty is a colombian patty so it's a patty only with one t <laughs> so it's P-A-T-Y. If you're ready to stop procrastinating, if you're ready to change your excuses you for action, let me know. It yeah. can happen. Tell, I can tell you as a former procrastinator, your dreams can become a reality. Thank you so much, Patty, for doing this. I really do appreciate it. Uh, keep shining the light. Keep um, transforming other people's lives and you rock. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where Patty and I talked about how you can stop procrastinating in 30 days. Well, her three-step method is find your why. Find why you are procrastinating or why you should stop procrastinating. Number two, create a system in place. There's a lot of times where we keep on doing the same old repetitive things over and over and over again, which makes it really hard to do the things that we are meant to do. So create a system in place that makes it easier on the things that you have put off for a very long time. And number three is have accountability. You can have accountability with one or two people, or you can have accountability with 10 people doesn't matter, but the purpose of the accountability is so you can push each other to the next level to accomplish your goals and overcome certain struggles in your life. If you are interested in Patty's procrastination course, she literally has spoken everywhere. She has relationships with huge entrepreneurs. She's coached multiple different businesses on how to stop procrastinating. I highly recommend you take her course, How to Stop Procrastinating in 30 Days. The link is in the description. And if you're not doing so yet, also follow me on Instagram, at Shloma Salson. Message me on any questions you have about my podcast, or if you have any recommendations 
on topics. So until next time, peace.